What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Kilo Loco. And this is Iman Harut. And welcome back to the Code Passionately podcast, where we talk about everything that's relevant to a mobile developer. And what is going on, Iman? How has your week been? It's been good, man. I've been taking a lot of time off, relaxing, ordering in a lot of food, and just having a lot of uh, treat yourself kind of days. What about you, man? Man, that sounds so much better than what I've been going through. So it's just been like, I feel like I always catch all the technical difficulties. If there's any technical difficulties to be had, I catch them. So like um, last night, my my TV in my room, just like it didn't work like uh, or, or it just died, like the, the backlight just died. It doesn't work anymore. Had to go get another TV today. And um, how old is your TV, though? It's only four years old. I bought it in 2017. Oh. Okay, then, yeah, you have so, that look. Continue. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 then there's, like, all, I was having all kinds of difficulties, like, technical difficulties with my, my monitor this morning. Like, it just wasn't showing the right screen. It was switching things around. And, yeah, it's just been weird. And then last night when I went to go get my ramen, it just, like, almost ended up spilling all over the car. That was not fun. Oh, really? So... <laughs> uh, we, both, we, we, we both we both had ramen last night so there's that oh but they yeah, got my I, order wrong though <laughs> they got my order wrong and i didn't even like what i got so i was like i was bummed but yeah it's all right <laughs> it, it, I'll, I'll, I'll get i'll get i'll get it right next time <laughs> i mean tech issues seem to like follow you around from what it seems like or if it's not you it's me you know Anytime we start the show, it's like either you're up and ready to go and I have 50 different issues or it's the other way around. So it's good to know always one of us it's, holds things up. No, it's definitely me. I promise you I'm bringing the bad luck. So it is what it is. But all right, man. I'll so we have we have another good episode coming up, um, something that every developer that I've talked to has ran into in the past. What are we going over today? Uh, today we'll talk about imposter syndrome. We'll cover like the two broad root causes of it, and then we'll kind of get into how to cope with it. Yep, because it is a problem that affects almost every developer that I've talked to, and you know it's just something that you need to be aware of. And we're going to talk a little bit about how you can overcome some of this imposter syndrome. So you want to kick it off? Yeah, yeah, we'll kick it off. We'll start with just talking about what it is uh, real quick in case some people don't know. It's basically when it, it usually happens when you're trying to learn a new skill or switch careers or uh, basically be a part of a new group that you don't previously belong into. Uh, and what it is, is this feeling of like that you're like the odd one out and everyone else is really good at what they do but you're too stupid or incompetent or you kind of just beat yourself up and think that you're the only imposter in the room and sooner or later people are going to figure out that you don't know anything and they're going to want to like you know disassociate with you uh, that's kind of what it is do you, do you have like a another way of putting it that maybe you find more palatable yeah it's just it's um it's just like exactly what you said where it's like you just don't feel like you belong where you're at like um you know you might be a little bit in shock that you are actually in a position where you're 
actually doing whatever it is that you're doing. And like you said, it doesn't necessarily just apply to the tech industry. It could be in any industry really, or any, like, it doesn't even have to be an industry. You could be like feeling like that in, you know, personal situations too. But essentially, you know, I felt this in every stage of my career when I was just like getting started. Um, you know, I felt like an imposter because I was just learning based off of whatever I could find online for free. Right. I didn't feel like I, I was competent. So whenever I talk to another developer, I was like, I, I, I would definitely try to show off whatever knowledge that I did have. Right. I try to overcompensate, um, you know, when I got hired, you know, um, I definitely was like, whoa, I'm doing this thing that's paying way better than what I was doing before. And yeah, that made me feel uh, like I had imposter syndrome. And then even now, like as a senior developer advocate at AWS, like having only been in the field for like just five, six years, um, it's, it's crazy that I'm in the position that I'm at and I even have imposter syndrome now. So yeah, it, it can happen to the best of us. And it's something that you should definitely be aware of. Yeah, uh, as far as my experience with it goes, it's uh, it, it's not always that it happens for me. But I notice that when I see a developer who's just heads and shoulders above me, I start feeling like, how do I get to that point? How are they so good at what they do? And that triggers like these feelings of like, I don't think I'll ever be that eloquent and smooth with my code it's like i would have never thought of that you know like it's it's that kind of thinking where it's like i don't i don't see myself coding like that any any time in the future so yeah it, it kind of sucks it does uh diminish at least with me and my experience it's not as strong as it used to be but it still comes and goes you know it still happens for sure it's just weaker and less frequent thankfully but yeah um why is it important to deal with this and uh one it's just a crappy feeling right like no one likes that feeling of feeling insufficient at something they really want to be good at and that's understandable it's it's kind of rooted in a lot of self-doubt and and fear of failure and you know not believing in yourself all those things kind of become more pronounced when you experience the imposter syndrome and I would say the most important reason why it's good to know how to deal with it isn't just to minimize those feelings, but also because it can stop you from like fulfilling your potential in whatever it is you feel like you're falling short in. A lot of times I feel like those doubts that creep up end up making us want to avoid doing what we should be doing or would otherwise enjoy doing. Because this voice in our head just makes us feel like we're not good enough. But yeah, what do you think? The, I mean, the way the way that I think about it is like, you know, you know about the placebo effect, right? Where it's like, uh, you know, somebody could take some type of medicine and it might just be like, like, let's say a doctor prescribes you sugar pills and you start taking those sugar pills, but you think it's medicine to fix some type of, you know, disease or illness that you might have and you start taking these pills and then all of a sudden you start feeling better but they don't actually physically do anything to you um to actually make you better right it's just the idea of taking something that's going to make you better and then you have this this perception in your head that you're taking pills you're going to get better so then you have this positive outlook that you are going to get better and then you actually end up 
healing whatever it is. And the placebo effect is something that, you know, has been uh, researched by, you know, scientists and all this other things. And they know that that the placebo effect does, in fact, work in a lot of different cases because it's really whatever your perception of the situation is, is going to determine uh, uh, in a lot of situations, it will determine like what the outcome will actually be. And um, I find that's pretty true uh, in like everything that I do, uh, like the, the attitude that you come in to the situation with the mentality that you have in whatever given situation is going to have an effect on what the outcome is of that situation. So if you go into a situation where let's say you get hired and you go into work and you're having imposter syndrome and it's like really like weighing you down, your men, your mental situation is like just weighing you down, then you're not going to be able, able to uh, perform as efficiently as if you went in there with a positive mentality and that could actually lead to you being like you know getting in trouble with a manager or being fired or something like that and it could actually lead to those negative consequences that you are so afraid of so if you were to have like the opposite mentality where you're just positive and you are you know you know, very optimistic about your capabilities, I think that um, it will definitely make you a better developer than what you currently are and may even surprise yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Where what you think in your head, and you might blow something up and no one else even notices or sees that, but if that's all you're feeling and and acting out, that's going to be the reality in a lot of cases. So definitely some words of wisdom there. Uh, I feel like I wanted to add something to that, but I feel like it came and went. Oh, well, let it me becomes... say one more thing. So, so there's Go another thing that I wanted to say is that, um, you know, what you want to do is you want to make sure that like your imposter syndrome isn't something that, that like takes you by surprise. You have to try to recognize it when it, when it shows up. So just being aware that it's imposter syndrome is like a, a really, a really big step that you could help to, to take to like actually counteract it. Yeah, agreed. And I remember what I wanted to add to that. So a lot of this comes down to believing in yourself as a developer. And that's hard to do for a lot of people, especially for modest and humble people. And the problem with not believing in yourself is if you don't believe in your own skills, it's going to be hard for others to believe in those skills as well, because they know you less than you do, of course. So if you don't present like a confident foot forward, they're going to they're going to feel what you feel about yourself. Right. They're going to have doubts about you if you have doubts about yourself. So, yeah, agreed. Like knowing it's imposter syndrome is great and fostering some confidence goes a long way and we're kind of getting into like the remedies now so we'll just start with the two broad categories of the imposter syndrome so the first one i feel is more uncommon but it's the perfectionist version of the imposter syndrome this is someone who is like really skilled and really good at what they do so it's not that they're falling short or they're like incompetent or anything like that it's just that they're too self-critical and they never really give themselves credit. So they always, even though they might even be the best skilled person in the room, they still feel like they're not good enough because they're not perfect. So 
That's a, I don't know. That's a hard uh, thing to have. I, I have perfectionist tendencies, but I don't, I'm not to that degree. What about you? Yeah, like for me, like um, I definitely have learned to not be a perfectionist. Like I am at the point to where it's like I'd rather just get something out that is like kind of crappy and then iterate over it and make it better over time as opposed to being held back and like trying to make everything work out just right. Because if you if you think about it. A lot of the times when you're like working on something really hard and you really want to make it perfect and you spend so many like so many hours or days or whatever that you spent on it um, just to make it just right. How many people are actually going to notice like that you made it like that little intricate detail in there? And a lot of the time that level of detail is just wasted, right? Like nobody actually notices that level of detail so i'm not saying that you shouldn't do good work but i'm saying that it's a lot of the times it's more important to just get the job done than it is to like go the the extra mile necessarily like um it's 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 a fine balance that you have to have right like you want to do better than just the average but at the same time you don't want to be held back by super super high standards that aren't going to improve the the quality of your output right you know it's it's funny you say that because i've been working on an article on the imposter syndrome and it started like six weeks ago (laughs) and i'm in that limbo of like oh just tweak this here just change the sentence there and it's and then i kind of lost interest so Yes, it's it's very well, good. I, I do just... it too. I, I still I still do it. Like I still do it like um right now. I've been working on a video for the past couple of weeks. It's it's a really short video and I'm actually trying to actually uh, get it uploaded by tomorrow. And I've been editing this. I I re reshot it. I I did different um styling and the the editing and everything. And I tried so many different techniques just for this one video and I I didn't put out a lot of content because I was focusing on this one video and it's really not even going to be that great, but I did learn a lot along the way. So there are times where I do just like go into that whole entire perfectionist mode and I kind of try to weigh it out like, okay, um, is it better to just focus on this one thing and try to make sure that I got it right uh, and like go through the whole entire learning experience? Because if you're learning, there's still benefit there. Right. But um, if if I were to just con- continuously add these little, little things that weren't really going to add any value to it, um, then it could be wasted effort. So there was some wasted time on this video, but there was also a lot of learning that was involved with it. So I'm happy that it came out like to be this perfectionist um you know type of thing that i i focused on but at the same time i did waste a little bit of time but yeah that's that's all i'll add to the perfectionist no, but yeah 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 uh that that's actually something i hadn't thought of when i was writing up the show notes and uh, that's a very good piece of advice for perfectionists uh, it's like there was another saying i always have these sayings in my head but it was like uh the ones perfect you make up? is the the, the ones I make up to, to confuse our listeners, I act like it's a thing, but it's not. No, uh, it's it was uh, perfect is the enemy of good, and that just means like if you have something that's good enough, you could 
improve it forever and ever and it'll never come out just once it's good enough sometimes it's good to just let it go and you know share it with the world already and besides so that's one great piece of advice better than the one uh, i had but the one I, i had for the perfectionist type of imposter syndrome is that to to kind of just be aware of how far you've come and how great your skills already are even though you're like always trying to be better than what you're you want always want perfection or whatever it's those types of people i feel should stop catalog all their wins and reflect on all the how far they've come basically all the skills they have because if they feel like an imposter it's not because they're not good it's it's just because of this goal they keep moving forward in their own heads the second type of imposter syndrome the second type of person this is basically uh what most people experience with the imposter syndrome and that's just when anyone is learning anything and they're comparing themselves to an ideal that they have in their mind that ideal can be like a coworker who's more skilled or it could just be some some goal in their head that they're not they haven't reached yet right so whatever this ideal is they fall short of it and because they fall short of it they feel because there's that deficit between their current skills and where the ideal level of skills is they feel the imposter syndrome what do, what do you have to say about those types do you have any advice for them yeah so with the learners the the people that suffer from imposter syndrome because there's just like that lack of knowledge um this is essentially what development is like that is being a developer like living in that state is like being a de- that's that's what that that is literally what it means to me to be a developer is like always feeling that so the great thing about this because it's actually i mean based off of your perception of this whole entire like oh there's people that are above me there's people that are that know more than me on x y or z right um and you know you're you're in a position like a a similar position as them or maybe you're even a higher position than them one thing that you have to understand is that one uh everybody knows different things right like we some you somebody might be smarter about a specific topic than you are but you might be smarter about a different topic than they are right so there's different things to be knowledgeable about and just because you see them doing something really well doesn't necessarily mean that you're below the standards it's just that particular skill might be really valuable in the particular situation that you find yourself in and the skill sets that you have don't necessarily apply to that situation. So just be aware that everybody knows different things no matter where you're coming from and whether it's development or not. And then the other thing is that you have to take this this feeling like oh they know something about it or oh there's something that I just don't really feel comfortable with there's this topic that I don't feel comfortable with um, I'm not comfortable with networking or I'm not comfortable comfortable with persistence or whatever it is right um take that as your next goal that you can try to hunt down and try to learn right you can use it as a road map of what you should be learning next because if you're feeling insecure about that subject that just means that there's an opportunity there for you to learn that subject Right, exactly. 
Uh, I like that. Uh, I'll add one other thing. You mentioned that this is basically what it, what being a developer is. And that's kind of what I focus on a lot nowadays with imposter syndrome. It's because a lot of people, when they feel the imposter syndrome, the, the goal is to kind of just get away from that feeling. And I don't think, and, and the way to do that is usually just learn things, right? Because if you learn it, you're competent, you know, you, you feel like, you're good again, right? But then as a developer, the the thing is you're always learning something new. So I was trying to think of it more like what can you do so that you're comfortable even when you don't know, uh, you know, whatever it is you're trying to learn next. And there's this thing in, in psychology called cognitive reframing, which is basically take something that you feel negatively about And you start associating it with more positive things. And then you won't feel as bad about it when you think of that thing. So example with the imposter syndrome is like, I felt like I would always experience it when I was trying to learn something new. So instead of feeling bad about not being good enough, I started realizing like, you know, this is what it means to be a lifelong learner. And everyone who wants to get good at something needs to be willing to start off being very bad at it. And there is no shame in that. There's no reason why I should feel like, you know, that's like like I'm weird or different or I fall short. This is literally what everyone who's done anything or mastered anything went through. So, you know, I'm in good company. I'm doing the right things. So next time I feel like an imposter, is, I try to just think of like, yeah, but that also means I'm learning. That also means I'm going to gain a new skill soon. It also means, you know, I try to put a positive spin on it. So I'm not always like feeling that way about it. Yeah. And and a little tangent on that. So I like the whole entire cognitive reframing thing. Um, That that's like a really smart, uh, a really smart move. Um, You know, take that psychology for use. I, I mean, I'm surprised I didn't really think about that or know about that since I have a stupid degree in psychology. But hey. (laughs) Anyway, what I was going to say is like one thing that you can uh, keep in mind in regards to imposter syndrome is, like I said, almost every developer I've talked to has talked about having imposter syndrome um, and the developers that I'm saying that maybe they don't have imposter syndrome. Maybe I just didn't ask them. So I think that every developer probably has imposter syndrome. So keep that in mind that the person that you might be looking up to where they might learn something and you feel like, oh, you know what? There's something that I have to learn and you see that they're executing on it. How how good would it feel if you knew something that somebody else didn't know? Like, how good would it feel if they came up to you and asked you, hey, how do you do this? Like, oh, this is really impressive. I would love to learn about this. Do you have any pointers or tips or can you teach me a little bit about that? So how good would that feel for you to be somebody that that somebody else is looking up to? Well, I'm sure that if you were to ask somebody else, hey, like, I really I really like what you did there or like, oh, that's a really interesting thing that you did. Could you tell me a little bit about that? I'm sure that they would love to talk about it. Most developers that I've met have been um, very open to teaching other developers. They've been very open with sharing the the knowledge that they have. Um, you know, not everybody's like that. Or, um, you know, you just don't feel comfortable approaching everybody. But I would say if you can get comfortable asking somebody how to do something, um, you know, that can also help. Uh, mitigate some of that imposter syndrome because then you're being directly taught 
by the person that you admire that's doing the work. So it's something that you should definitely consider. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, help, uh, getting help from others, getting pulled up, that's always extremely helpful. Another thing is when you, let's talk a little bit about like comparing yourself to others because that's a big source of the imposter syndrome. And one thing, one thing I've noticed is like, if you're going to compare yourself, I don't think comparing yourself is always bad, but it can be done in a bad way. And if you're going to do that, what's some advice we could give where it's like you do it in a way that's beneficial rather than harmful? Well, comparisons are tough, right? Because comparison is like a comparison is you're literally judging somebody, right? And whether it be good or bad, you're judging somebody. So we're asking, how can you judge somebody in a way that's going to make you feel good about yourself? Well, shit, the way that I do it is I put on sunglasses and then <laughs> E-Man is automatically just like he's, he's looking like crap because, you know... <laughs> I should have worn the sunglasses for this episode. But you should no, have. No. <laughs> no, but um, no, but like seriously, it, it kind of goes back to that point that I made earlier, where it's like you have to you have to keep in mind that everybody knows something a little bit different, and there there's um, there's going to be things that you know that they don't know, and if you really wanted to compare yourself to somebody else, which I, I really say that you shouldn't, but if, if, you, if you're going to have that mentality anyway, like it's something that you can't really help but do, what you need to do is you need to list out all your skills that you are very, like you feel very confident in, right? You need to keep a track record of what you feel confident in and, and what your competencies are so that you can look back and say, you know what, I may not know the thing that, you know, e-man knows but hey i know this and i know that and i know those very well and i bet you that i could teach him a couple of things about these things so if whether whether you're judging or comparing yourself to somebody or not you should really consider having a list of competencies and um having some work probably on github or any other repo hosting thing that you can kind of look back at and say you know what i did that i'm i'm really good at what i do and the thing that they that the thing that i'm interested in right now that they can do i just haven't i haven't practiced that skill yet and that's an area that I can actually get better at. So that's just, that's my personal thought on it. Yeah, that, that's a great one. That's that's basically, uh, in a nutshell, the advice to compare yourself to yourself and see how far you came, which is a very good way to dispel the imposter syndrome because you realize that you've already climbed those mountains before. It's just a slightly different looking mountain this time. But like, You've done it literally a million times. If you've learned programming, you've already done all the hard work. It's just anytime you see another mountain to conquer, you forget that, you know, you you got this already, you know, you've done it before. So it's, That's it's good. actually it's good some to- of the best advice that I got from a principal engineer uh, was that it what you should do is you should compare yourself to six months before. Right. So six months ago, you compared to you right now. If those two people 
are not different. And if you're not better than six months ago, old you, right, then you're probably not doing something right. You're probably not learning at the at the pace or the speed that you should be, because after six months, you should know something you should you should definitely be a better developer than you were six months ago. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and this is like anyone who's doing like studying or learning, they're gonna have something to show for it, and this is always a a great way to see because you, it's hard to compare yourself to others because everyone's different, but you can really see your own progress when you compare yourself to yourself. So, another piece of advice when it comes to comparing yourself to others whether you should do it or not and all that i think it's okay to do it but i i don't think you should just do it willy-nilly i think um willy-nilly willy-nilly i think that i think that if you compare yourself to someone else you need to be aware that what you're seeing whatever it is you're impressed by with them is something that they worked hard nine times out of ten they worked very hard to attain like i'm not going to look at kobe bryant and you know feel inadequate because i know he spent thousands and thousands of hours countless nights just training and then when you see him doing something so effortlessly you know that that's the result of so much effort and same thing when you're at work and you see like the senior developer just pulling tricks out of their hat that's don't get intimidated by that because who knows they probably have 10 years of experience and a degree and this and that like you're just seeing the end result of all their sweat and blood and toil so don't compare yourself to that if you went through all the same studying and same effort that they went through there's no reason why you wouldn't be exactly where they are with regards to that skill yeah, and That's also it. I bet you I bet you your favorite senior developer has some horror stories that they can tell you. Oh boy, I bet you they do. Um because you you most people don't make it a senior developer without making a couple of pretty big, big. mistakes. So Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've had very stressful days and they stayed late at work, let's just put it that way. And a lot of oh, users yes. complained. So Yep. So what else do we have? So we, we covered being grateful for your wins, comparing yourself to yourself, comparing yourself to others, but being mindful of how much effort they put in to get there so you don't feel inadequate. And I, I think the last bit was kind of something I, I already mentioned before as a remedy, which is just being comfortable with being the imposter because we spend 99% of our times learning something new. And we can't feel like an imposter anytime we're reaching for a new goal or skill. So just remember, like, you can't always feel bad when there's a skill deficit. And just be comfortable with not knowing things and saying, I don't know, or I could look it up over the weekend or tonight or whatever. You know, like, it's just knowing that you have the ability to to learn that is i feel a big part of the battle and just being aware of that anytime you feel like you you're intimidated by something new i don't know yeah because like at the end of the day you're not going to be ejected so that's that's just one thing to keep in mind you're not being ejected from anywhere so (laughs) you're you're gonna be okay (laughs) 
<laughs> I, w- I would actually, and, and piggybacking off that, if you work at a place where people are jerks, you know, and they, they just act like complete douchebags for no reason, like there is no reason why you need to stick around there. Like you need to find a positive environment. If people are making you feel like an imposter and you've spoken to them about it and it's this explicit thing where they just put you down, then you know get out like why not F- try to find it I, okay i'm not giving advice to anyone else but i would say for me n- i've i've been with in abusive work environments it's not worth the money for me i would rather quit and figure things out than stick it out and try to make it work there so yo but e man that's that's because you're you've been in the field and you already have experience man i'm i'm, I'm over here at my first job i can't just do that you know can't do that. that that that's fair but there's nothing stopping someone who's relatively new from looking while they're working right so just kind of like oh those are facts yeah. right there yeah obviously be discreet about it don't don't say don't post on, on twitter like hey i'm looking for a new job and your boss sees it but you know you know be smart about it figure it figure it out but yeah the abusive work environments no one needs to put up with that Nope. Nope, nope, nope. All right, let's talk about that audience feedback because we did post a tweet out here on Twitter and we as usual, we're 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 always on Twitter. So if you want to give us some audience feedback that you want included into the episode, make sure you check out our tweets. Um and uh you know, you give us a little response because we're always asking questions. We don't want to have the only input to the conversation. We want to hear what other people are saying about the situation. So Let's go ahead. Let me go ahead and read this tweet, um, the original tweet. I'll skip the first part because it's pretty boilerplate. But the question that we asked uh, last week was, do you still encounter imposter syndrome as a developer? How do you deal with it? So we got a couple of responses. Um, Do you want to kick it off with Chris? Yeah. uh, So Chris Wu said, Good heavens, yes. So they still experience it. Just try to push forward and remember how far you've come. So I like that answer. Uh, look ahead. Keep keep moving forward. Don't let your doubts like stop you from progressing. But at the same time, remember how all the wins you've had in the past, all the milestones you've uh, surpassed. Uh, kind of a good blend of the advice we've already given. But it just goes to show you like a lot of these things people figure out on their own and you apply to themselves as well. You got to look back and see how good you really are, man. That's what it comes down to. All right. Next one is by my friend, Mark Apont. And he said, I deal with it, finding people. I deal with it by finding people to help. The times where I feel like the biggest imposter are times where I am stuck on a problem for a while. However, helping someone solve a problem that I'm more familiar with immediately reminds me of why I belong and that I'm needed. So a little bit of what I said before, um, really great points here by Mark, and a little bit of what I said before, which is um, if you are willing to help somebody out, think about how good that would feel that if you were able to help somebody else that was struggling, right? Save them some hours from doing all the research themselves and you should probably do the same exact thing, which is ask for help. Somebody that you admire, just say, hey, um, saw that, that you could do this. This was really interesting. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So, yeah, um, really good stuff. 
Uh, you want to take right it away on. with EJ? Mm-hmm. So EJ Hawkins said all the time, when it comes to three to four times to code a concept or I keep looking up how someone else did it or the outcome isn't what I had in mind. So these are the scenarios they feel the imposter syndrome. I try to finish the project, then do another small one exercising the skills. Oh, I see. Okay. Then do another small one exercising the skills I want to master. Wash, rinse, repeat. So uh, great advice there. You know, it, it ha- like, like we said, it happens to everyone. And one good way of overcoming it is just to practice your skills and get to that point of being competent in whatever it is you feel you fall short on. This is one great way of dealing with it, obviously, because you're no longer an imposter if you've mastered the skill. So, yeah, good, and, good and a little bit of, about a little bit about what EJ is saying here is like actually how to overcome some of this, like in a practice from a practical standpoint, right? Which is to actually one, he's kind of uh, saying here is to break down the problem, right? Make sure that you're focusing on little bits and pieces of the problem, especially the parts that you don't understand. And then focus on building out like a little project or something that just works with that little piece that you didn't understand before. And then that will help you understand it. And then um, you can start adding these little pieces together and essentially learn it. So we talked a little bit about this as well in our learning efficiently video. Make sure you go back and check that out. Um, but yeah, really good stuff, EJ. Um, moving on to Jay Melody. We got quite a few in here actually. So go, moving on to Javier, uh, he said, I am dealing with that uh, as I am t- uh, trying to learn. However, I built an app to prove to myself that I can be an iOS developer. Can't deny what's already built perfect javier you nailed it so essentially what we said before you know you want to have a body of work you look back at your your past competencies and you see hey you know what i did this this is like a trophy essentially right all your work are is like all your works are trophies to show you hey you did this you you put something out there and yes you can do it so really love that one Awesome. And then we have Mo Malaka. I, I, I see Mo uh, Mo's name and picture coming Mo's up. Mo's been coming in with Mo comes in with the, the advice. Mo is a fountain of knowledge. Mo knows. Mo, Mo, Mo is a regular. So Mo yeah. said most people experience moments of doubt, parentheses, imposter syndrome. That's normal. Don't let that control your actions and avoid comparing yourself to others. So I'm going to pause here because he he's retweeting another tweet he sent out that kind of goes over comparing yourself and why you shouldn't do it. So, but just here, I already like that he's saying like, don't let the imposter syndrome affect your actions in a negative way. So don't let it stifle that curiosity you have in you. Don't let it prevent you from learning what it is you're excited about. For sure. Big, amazing piece of advice right there. And avoid comparing yourself to others. So in his uh, older tweet that he was quoting, he said, here's why you should never compare yourself to anyone else. It damages your sense of identity. It won't help you achieve your goals. And it can make you feel you're failing. So I I I wouldn't say don't ever compare yourself, as I've made clear during this podcast. But I feel like more often than not, people do it in a way that's harmful for the reasons stated. 
just be aware people didn't wake up with all those skills and no one expects you to wake up one day doing things as you know as easily as others are so and honestly i don't think not comparing yourself to others is bad advice like if if it always ends up with you feeling down on yourself then don't you like why, why would you don't compare yourself to others so go ahead and take it away with the next one kyle the last one all right so our last one is from josh and there's uh, there's three points he got here so take a step back and take a break work uh so number two is work on something else to build confidence up again and number three is go review some previous pull requests or work to remind myself i think i know what i'm talking about another confidence boost so a lot of what we said here and one thing that we didn't mention here was the fact that you do need to take a step back and take a break taking breaks is uh great especially like if you're experiencing imposter syndrome right while you're coding like if you feel like you hit a roadblock and you can't overcome it because you spent um, hours or maybe days on a problem and you can't um, seem to get through it step away you got to step away and let that that subconscious mind work on the problem and i promise you if you go take a shower or something like that or you go driving somewhere where you don't have access to a computer that's probably when you're going to figure it out that's that or sleep on it man sleeping on it yeah. oh my gosh some i could be studying something for like an hour straight and i keep rereading it and i don't get it sleep on it next day i'm like how did i not understand this like how dumb am yeah, i yeah <laughs> absolutely i've stayed so i've stayed cool. at work late like like two three hours late trying to figure out a problem i go to sleep wake up the next day and i already have the problem solved in my head and and i just can't wait to get to a computer and i need to just like go implement it right there and then and sure enough i was like how how did this escape me so yes please take a break <laughs> All right. So that about sums it up for imposter syndrome. Feel free to share with us if there's any other advice you feel we may have missed. Just tweet at us and who knows, maybe in the future we'll do another episode and, you know, go over all this and add more stuff to it. So that's about it. Kyle, do you have anything you want to add to this episode? Nope. Nope. Just the, the key point I want you to take away from this episode is that Every developer is going to experience imposter syndrome at some point, and it's a very natural thing. And what you should always do is just recognize that you're experiencing imposter syndrome and then follow some of the steps that we had listed out here in order to overcome it. Things like looking back at your previous work, taking a break, things like that. So um, that's going to do it for us today. If you want to let us know whatever, whatever things that we missed on imposter syndrome, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. You can find me at Kilo Loco. That's at K I L O underscore L O C O and Eman. Yeah, at Iman Harut, E-M-A-N-H-A-R-O-U-T. All right. So make sure you reach out to us if you want to hear us talk about uh, imposter syndrome in a different episode, continue on on it. Or if there's a different topic that you would like to hear from us, we are open to taking in other topics as well. But that's going to do it for the, for us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, watching, watching the episode if you're watching. And make sure that you go out there and you keep coding passionately.